Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. Holy cannoli! Welcome to the show! (laughs) I am so excited for the month of September. This is my favorite time of year. So I just want to say hello and welcome to the Goddess Diaries Radio. This is your place for daring to remember your sacred self. My name is Dawn Champagne, and I'm the host and creatrix behind this radio show and the blog of the same name. And like I say, at the top of every episode, I want you to have some free goodies. You can get them at my blog. When you sign up for the newsletter, you can think of these free gifts as your Toolkit for unleashing your inner goddess and daring to remember your sacred self. You can head on over to the blog to claim yours today. After the show, I'll share the link at that time. (laughs) So welcome, September. Hello, September. Fall is coming. I am so excited. It is my favorite time of the year. I've even been singing. And my daughter has been rolling her eyes at me and walking around the house singing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> because it is, ah, oh, it is such a, I don't know, that crisp transition, uh, you know, from the hot summer days to the cool summer days and just the turning of the leaves. They're starting to turn orange in the area where I am, which is Boise, Idaho. Um, Ah, it's just so beautiful. Just something magical about it. It's that liminal space. And I love liminal spaces. So yay for that. Um, I'm also super excited because I manifested a trip to the City of Angels. Woohoo! So later this month, I'm going to be flying to Los Angeles to finally meet my blogging bestie, Joanna DeVoe, in person. We've known each other for a couple of years. We met online when we both were vlogging on YouTube in the witchy community back in 2010 or 2011. And um, just over the years, we've developed a relationship and we've grown closer and we've uh, since then worked on a couple of projects. You, I've had her on my podcast a few times and she's invited me on hers a number of times, which is always a fun, awesome treat. Uh, her podcast is Hippie Witch Radio and um, always fun, always fun to go there. So I can't wait. I'm really super excited to be heading out to Los Angeles at the end of the month and I hope to share all the juicy details about that trip and probably sneak in some goddess centric excursions while I'm there. (laughs) So super excited about that. So I hope you guys are also looking forward to this fall season and that it's treating you well. And I just want to kind of segue now into the topic of this show, which is all about self 
care. In fact, all month long on the blog, I will be posting articles uh, and posts about radical self-care. It just sounded good. I like the alliteration of it. September self-care. But seriously, I've Actually, I've been waiting a really long time to talk about this because uh, if if you've listened to my shows in the past, or if you've been following the blog, you know that uh, about this time last year, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, and <clears throat> no fun. <laughs> it's no fun, um, and you're probably tired of hearing me talk about it. Uh, it really does suck, but I think that in terms of of healing of, I mean, I think it actually was one of the best things that could have happened to me in the past few years, because out of this horrific experience came so much good stuff. And I think that's the amazing thing about our bodies, you know, is that our bodies contain so much wisdom. And when we aren't taking as good as care of ourselves as we could be, our bodies will help us see that. (laughs) So I know that my personal experience is not unique to me. I mean, there are a lot of women out there who are suffering from adrenal fatigue or burnout or just feeling overwhelmed by whatever it is that you're overwhelmed by. So I really wanted to Um, share a couple of discoveries I made over the past year when I was uh, first going down this path of healing, healing my adrenal fatigue. Um, I knew at the time that I was diagnosed that it was a a message to reassess my own self-care practice. I know that I had reached a point of burnout and it you know, my, just a couple of, a lot of different things actually that I had um, gotten slack on (laughs) over the, over the couple of years prior to that diagnosis. And I know that, you know, women today, we are conditioned to think that we can do everything and we can, we can, we can do it all. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should. (laughs) And so really what I want this episode to be about is about taking a look at your own self-care practice and rediscovering the ways that you can get back on top in your, in your own life. Okay. So when I was diagnosed last year, I did that. I started to take a look at my own self-care practice and I recommend this for anyone who who might be feeling burnt out just kind of take take a step back and you know without judgment just kind of analyze your behaviors take a look at the things that you've been doing that that um are that seem kind of unconscious you know the 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 rote memorized skills that you've you've fallen into and just kind of see how they might have led you down this path to burnout. So I did that. I I took a look at all the things that I had been doing, you know, where I fell asleep at the wheel, basically. Um, I had to return to center. I grounded. I literally took a few months off. I spent a lot of time sleeping. 
I cut out a lot of extra extra activities, like extraneous activities. Um, and I said no a lot. I, I learned how to use that sentence because no is a sentence. <laughs> um, I just basically became a hermit for a long time. And I think that that was something that really helped me. And during that time, I Googled a lot on self-care for chronic illness. I, I Googled, I, I watched a lot of videos on self-care tips and practice. And there are a lot of videos out there on self-care, but you know what? <sighs> None of them really helped me. I mean, there were a few, there were a few really juicy ones that did, but as a woman in her forties dealing with a stressful career in the finance, in, in the financial industry, um, a couple of rowdy teenagers, <laughs> uh, the antics of a jealous, but long gone ex-husband with a vendetta. Um, I didn't feel like these self-care tips that I was receiving online were really helpful to me. Um, I found that a lot of them were aimed at millennials who were just getting out of college or just starting out life. And, you know, I have to say that these girls, they're beautiful, gorgeous women with lovely colored hair and, um, you know, just beautiful, beautiful, glowy skin and, you know, but and I love watching them. I really do. And I love listening to their videos. But a lot of the stuff that I was searching for was like, how is this going to help me in my 40s? And, you know, they, of course, they have their own wisdom and their own um, value to contribute. But being in their 20s, childless, with no real significant romantic relationships or challenges or, 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 or life experience, for that matter, um, any of that to their credit, they were doing the best. They were doing their best and they were where they are. And that's perfectly awesome, but it just didn't help me. And so I thought, you know, I want to talk about this from the perspective of a woman who's who's gone through all of these challenges and is the matriarch of her family, is the sole breadwinner, is, you know, all of these things that she has to juggle. And how do we take care of everything out there and also incorporate time for ourselves. And so this really is not another basic top five self-care tip episode. I mean, you know, this kind of goes beyond buying yourself a bouquet of flowers or take another Epsom salt bath because you're, because you're worth it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so anyway, it's something that I've been wanting to talk about. It's been brewing for a long time and I really hope to do it justice. So um, getting into the meat of the show, I just wanted to talk about what self-care is. What is it? What is self-care? Well, by definition, it's the intentional and deliberate actions that you take to meet your needs, your physical, your mental, and your emotional needs. And um, this is, of course, is really important because it's like, you know, the old metaphor that always comes up when you click on self-care topics online or when you're talking about self-care, but the metaphor of being in an airplane when the stewardess is telling you, in the event of a crash, you will put 
your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> uh, that way you can help others around you if need be. And that's why it's really important because if you are not meeting your basic needs first, you are going to be very ineffective for others around you when you're burnt out, lying in bed, sleeping all day long, right? So of course, we know as adults that we are responsible for taking care of our own basic needs. Um, and what are those needs anyway? Well, 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 I always like to refer to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We have, um, which by the way, is interesting. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs was created by the psychologist Maslow. What was his first name? I don't know his first name. Anyway, his last name was Maslow um, in the 1940s. And it's, it's basically, it's a five-stage model. It looks like a pyramid. Um, and it includes the basic, your biological and physiological needs. You know, these are your basic needs for survival, the five of them. Okay. So it looks like a pyramid and, it, and it's sectioned off. So at the base of the pyramid, you have the biological and physiological needs. And then the next layer or step up is basic safety needs. So you need protection from the elements, um, you know, law, order, freedom from um, fear. This is your stability layer. Uh, the next layer up or step up is um, belongingness needs, your needs to belong with friendships, um, romantic relationships, family, friends, that kind of thing. And then the next step, step number four is your esteem. So this would be your independence, your self-respect, your respect from others. And then the fifth level, the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. So you've got um, self-fulfillment and, and personal growth needs at the top of the level, okay? So I bring up this um, hierarchy of needs because a lot of times when we're talking about self-care, these are the things that we tend to focus on. And I've noticed over the years that even working with clients that we get stuck somewhere in the middle at the love and belonging, at the, at the need to belong. Um, as, as adult women, we've figured out how to manage our basic physical needs, our safety needs are met, you know, we're paying our bills, that kind of thing, and uh, putting a roof over the head for the kids. And a lot of times we get stuck then at the middle level, uh, is trapped in relationships that no longer are loving or fulfilling for us. And we fall back on the, the lie of security, you know. Um, this is true, probably especially true for people who are dealing with codependent tendencies or codependent issues in their lives. I mean, that is a, excuse me, that is a telltale sign of codependency. But anyway, the interesting thing about Maslow's hierarchy is that later on, after he uh, studied, or after he worked with this model for a while, he expanded it. And he actually expanded it twice, or maybe three times. I think he expanded it once in the 50s, again, and maybe twice in the 50s and once in the 70s. I, uh, 
So anyway, it's been expanded. And now, it, even though it's not a perfect model, it's, it's more of a complete model. Um, and so the five stages have been, uh, let's see, he expanded it to include the need to contribute, cognitive needs, aesthetic needs, and transcendence needs. And I love this whole, I love the fact that he expanded it to include the need to contribute as an actual step in this model. Um, and the reason why I love that is because it speaks to the wild woman archetype that so many women are suppressing in their own lives. And to me, the wild woman archetype is the, the archetype of creation. And so that need to contribute um, speaks to, and it validates uh, the notion that we just need to create for the sake of creation, for the sake of self-actualization. It is just something that we do. And so um, I think that's a really important point that we need to focus on here. So anyway, so self-care, the deliberate need, the de sorry, the deliberate action that you take to meet your basic needs. And it's important because it helps us on our journey of self-awareness. And honestly, Honestly, uh, self-care is all about being self-aware. It's one of the most important things that anybody can do for obvious reasons. I mean, you've got the you've got to meet your basic needs, right? Um, but I want to also talk about what it is not. I think what I found when I went out and researched and was looking for this for my own personal um, healing journey. I found a lot of videos that were, um, they were talking about self-care, but they weren't, but they weren't. It wasn't self-care. It was self-indulgence <laughs> is what it was, uh, is what they were talking about. So I, I think that self-care is not self-indulgence. And I think that self-care is not selfish. You have to be the, you're the one in charge of your life as an adult. So you need to be the one that is responsible for meeting those needs. And I think that the way to discern between self-care, whether it's self-care or self-indulgence, is to take a look at the, you know, just in the moment when you just, you have this, this moment, this choice point, if you will. And um, if you find yourself justifying your acts of self-care, then it's probably not self-care. And what I mean is when you tell yourself, oh my gosh, this day was super busy. Um, it was super stressful. I can't believe the I was cut off in traffic and then my boss said this and then I'm my job's on the line and blah, blah, blah. It's super stressful. But you know what? I'm going to have one more glass of wine because I deserve it. That kind of justification is your telltale sign that it's your clue that is not self-care. Um, that would be self-indulgence. And honestly, self-care to me, um, it's a delicate dance, really. It's a delicate dance in, in your journey of awakening. And I think it requires you to stay vigilant of your needs so that you can be your best possible self. And 
if you're just now starting out on your awakening journey, radical self-care might seem a little extreme because practicing it, um, it's going to have you feeling around and beyond the edges of your comfort zone so that you can build the structure for your life and make the changes that you need when it's necessary uh, to, or when your consciousness is upgraded, right? So that becomes necessary so that you have a foundation, a firm, a firm structure that you can grow and you're constantly upgrading that. So you're constantly growing. So you're constantly stretching beyond your edges. And so practicing radical self-care means that you are creating and holding space for yourself, for the highest and best version of yourself to step through and to operate in this physical reality. Does that make sense? We all have idolized visions of ourselves, right? Of who we are, this higher and highest and best version of ourself and how we want to be in the world. And so practicing radical self-care is actually the process to manifest that vision of yourself, to make that happen, to, to, to see it through as a reality. And so really radical, um, radic- or self-care is just, it's a radical act of, of not only self-preservation, but of ongoing growth and development, personal development. So yes, it is about putting some insulation between you and the demands of the world around you. It's about, you know, sitting still long enough to get quiet and listen closely for what your soul really needs. And the, the challenge is that we live in a society that demands your constant attention. And so when, when you decide to start a radical self-care practice, this can be a little bit of a challenge because it might And it might feel uncomfortable because you are turning your head from, you know, that external validation to that internal um, inward reflection and finding out what you really, truly need. So, you know, um, I think about that. I think about that and I think about how um, self-care and self-love often sound like um, the same thing. I think that, I think I personally use the two interchangeably. Um, and the reason why I do is because I, I think that self-love is also an act that we have to be vigilant of, if that makes sense. Uh, we have to constantly monitor the voice inside our head that that would tell us um, we're not enough, we're not doing enough, we're not doing good enough, et cetera, et cetera. And that little voice can, oh, that's just, that's an entire another episode of self-sabotage. So <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, um, 
So following the, the Maslow hierarchy of needs, circling back around to this idea again, the Maslow hierarchy of needs, I really love the fact that it's been expanded to include the cognitive, the aesthetic needs, and the transcendence needs, because um, those are just as important. I mean, if you want to live a life of meaning and a life of purpose, we have to take a holistic view on our self-care and that includes mental, physical, and spiritual. That includes the behavior, the beauty, and the need to contribute, the transcendence, you know, to rise above it all. And to know that there is something bigger out there. And that something bigger out there is counting on you to create the fine structure that the self-care practice that allows you to be that higher version of yourself. So the other thing that I want to talk about, I've got about five minutes left here. And the other thing that I want to talk about is, is, a, is a that I've come up with on my own um, as far as self-care for the awakening woman goes. Um, I think I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that self-care is a very personalized thing. I can't tell you these tips with the notion or with the idea thinking that you're, these are going to work for you. Okay. These tips worked for me, um, but they may not work for you and you have to find your own routine that will work for you. And the thing is that a lot of us will try the bubble bath or we'll try the, uh, buying a bouquet of flowers only to find that, you know, that doesn't really support anything that I really, really need. So my first tip is to steal yourself, to, to get still and silent and listen to what your body is telling you. Listen to your body's signals. We have, like I said at the top of the show, we have this inherent wisdom available to us at any time. And yet we tend to create dilemmas for ourselves in that we don't pay attention to the cues that our body is giving us. So if you're externally focused, you're gonna miss those cues. Um, but if you can turn inward and listen to it, you are going to have a treasure trove of where to begin with your self-care practice. So a lot of times when we're externally focused, it means that we are eating our emotions, <laughs> right? Or we're distracting ourselves from, from uh, life with things that sound more fun, <laughs> but they actually turn out to be more harmful. And this would include things like casual hookups or internet addictions or shopping sprees. And there's also the very subtle avoidance tactic uh, going on in these cases too, the propulsion to numbing out where you, you might feel your feelings, but you tell yourself you can't deal with them right now. So you drink another glass of wine or two or three, or you smoke a bowl of weed, you know, just to take the edge off. And, you know, those things are not, they're not good for us. So really get still and listen to the craving that that um, <clears throat> is happening there. What is it really trying to tell you? And it really seems simple. 
you know, when you need to eat, your body feels hungry. When you've um, got pent up nervous energy, it's a signal to walk, take a walk around the block or do some kind of physical activity. Um, you know, so pay attention to those cues and really honor those cues. Uh, this, the other thing that I have, the second tip that I have for you, something that I also mentioned at the top of the show was learn to say no. This is a big cause of anxiety for a lot of women, especially women who have been trained throughout their lives to be people. So the trick here is to make saying a no a habit. And if you have a problem saying no, because it's going to, this might cause you huge anxiety, think about the resentment you might feel if you said yes. You know, think about the outcome. But even before that, here's, here's my tip. My tip is not to think about that. My, that's just a bonus. <laughs> my tip, kill yourself. Be, be still. When you receive a request for something um, that you would normally jump at the chance to do, say yes to, still yourself. Be still and immediately say, I need to get back to you. And if you need help, you can sit down and write scripts and visualize how this might look the next time it actually happens. So you can you can sit down and write I need to get back to you or can I get back to you? Write a list of like 20 different things that you can you can respond with. I'll get back to you in 24 hours. I'll let you know as soon as I have a chance to check my calendar. Oh gee, you know what? I'm so busy these days. I don't have my calendar with me. Write it out and then I'll let you know if I can do this thing after I've consulted my calendar, you know. So I hope those two things will help. Um, and that's what I have for this episode. I've just been told that we're, we're done. And so I'm glad I got through that much. And again, check out the blog, thegoddessdiaries.org and sign up for your three free goddess gifts, uh, the three R's of rocking your goddess life. So I'll see you over on the blog. I love you guys to the moon and back. Bye.